we're live and we're back with listener favorite from the quash esteemed podcast guest. esteemed guest from the quash <laughs> podcast legal man <laughs> Uh, hey guys, glad and, to be here. And uh, so, I, as we, as I signed in to Zoom to start speaking with William, one of the first things he said, he goes, um, "This is the episode's going to get us kicked off the internet." Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> man, I, this is the hot potato, baby. I was when I was looking through it. I mean, I'd heard the name, right. but I was not familiar with what it was. You know, I started looking at him like. One, I don't know how you guys are going to cover something this complicated. <laughs> I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Six part series or something. <laughs> and then I thought, and the material. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to cause you guys to get kicked off. Let's just yeah. say that. Well, no, <laughs> I don't be me, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. Um, but anyway, so. I, the, I, I, whatever we said, whatever our remarks are, not, do not reflect the opinions of legal man. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so and the funny thing, too, is about this. If you actually go and look at some, um, I, I guess the best way to put this is Jew to Jew content, <laughs> uh, meaning like Yad Vashem, for instance, is a, has been a great resource for me on this okay. on the research of this. Um, and then, you know, like jewishnews.org i think i was one of the accounts that i was watching videos from um but that is like some of the most some of the most insane shit you've i've ever seen i guess is the way i want to put it yeah <laughs> we, we, well so so we're burying what it is yeah we're talking about the dreyfus affair the dreyfus affair yeah, we, l'affaire we, we. dreyfus well, as the uh, head of French history at Yale would pronounce it, the Dreyfus Affair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, interestingly, yeah, the guy who that was a great uh, that was oh, that but that one was from the Vidal Sassoon Institute to fighting anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Never forget. No. <laughs> Never forget Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> but it's just also, by the way, can I just say that it's very telling of the character, I suppose, of um, the people we're talking about um, in in that this flaming gay hairdresser guy, his legacy post mortem is to have an institute that fights anti-Semitism. <laughs> I love that. It's just mwah, beautiful. <laughs> so anyway. It so epitomizes our world. Um, well, it's, it, it's, there's a massive crossover between, I mean, obviously, Vidal Sassoon being English. Right, yeah. It's like, it's like the ultimate kind of crossover of, of cultures in that like we're kind of the fake jews right yeah the british yeah the anglo-israelites yes yeah which is i mean i think it, the people underestimate the importance of well of, also let's not forget that. The, the the fact that england is gay too so and then yeah, you got exactly, you yeah. Yeah. So so they're both just they're both <laughs> absolutely utterly degenerate cultures <laughs> um but anyway, so again, we're burying the whole thing. There's so much to get to. Um, so I guess to set 
the the place uh, where it is. And so we're talking about French in the what is known as the Third Republic. So the First Republic was the one that sprang out of um, the French Revolution, and then there was the First Empire, which was Napoleon. Yeah. Uh, then there was the Second Republic, which was after Napoleon, and then there was the Second Empire, which is Napoleon the Second. Um, and this was the third empire, which was, um, you know, is w- widely regarded as the most successful of them, I suppose. Um, and what are they uh, on now? They're on the, it's the fifth now, isn't it? I, I think they stopped calling it a republic, though. Yeah, yeah, it it's just the Republic of France, I think. Oh, well, mind it? you, that was when they used to issue their own banknotes. So that's, yeah, uh, that was that's a been quite ago. a while ago, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like this, um, there's a bigger point here about how the the state is not the appropriate instrument for the for, for safeguarding liberty or even right. like it just doesn't work but like this if anything proves it it's the french experience they've tried they've, they've got all these brainy philosophers to sit around and going oh, and smoking the galois and they just screw it up every time because yeah those guys don't know shit. Yeah. Um, Every time a French philosopher is referred to, you, and and the, and it's explained what his point of view is, it's just like that's just dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're very fart smelly people, and that's actually yeah. like that is like really what the essence of this era is: is that like they kind of got lost in the sauce of li- liberalism, like yeah. in the traditional sense of the term. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they like it just became this fucking useless government, essentially, that became rife with corruption, by the way, because yeah. uh, it, there was a number of massive scandals during this period, too. Actually, there had just been like this Panama scandal, which had, I guess, what was the deal with that? I don't even remember. But they just, like sold all of France's holdings in Panama, like to benefit like the president's son or something no, crazy just- like they were trying to build the Panama Canal. Okay. And the Americans took it over. But the, they they had, I mean, I haven't looked into it recently, but ba- basically what happened was they raised all this money from right, uh, right, right. France to go to go and build a Panama Canal, which is a great idea, but they couldn't do it. Right, because they're French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I am retired. I don't want to dig the trenches anymore. But it ended up being a massive state-backed Ponzi scheme, which, you know, right. what doesn't? Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the big dig, anyone? Yeah, uh, and so they were covering up the fact that it was insolvent for years and French French people were investing more and more money into it. Right, and then, just, yeah, the main beneficiary of it all was, like, the president's nephew or something, or the yeah. president's, like, stepson or some bullshit. Um, yeah. So this was like another thing, and also another thing and it was, was a, it, the bankers who were organizing it. Right, and I was also going to say the, that were this bribing is bribing the, the parliament not to right not right. to say how bad it was. Right, and also another thing was this was in the wake of the um, economic downturn that was global, by the way, actually, um, because it was the same downturn that uh, was, if you recall, when we talked about Grover Cleveland, um, he ended up selling the entire U.S. economy to J.P. Morgan, um, even though it was the J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds who 
actually engineered the entire crisis, if you recall. Yeah. And who, by the way, is a major player in France at this time was Edouard de Rothschild, uh, who was, you know, he was like a he was like literally like a member of the aristocracy of France, essentially, yeah. particularly I, in this I, in this I, republic period. Yeah, well, what what's really striking about this when you because I've watched a load of videos of really annoying people talking absolute rubbish, right? Uh, and they talk about these anti-Semitic myths, and I get a, a myth doesn't have to be untrue to be a myth, right? Could still be a myth, yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of the time they'll even say, "Oh yeah, well, I mean, the, the, this sentiment was was floating about because of the." all these things that had actually just happened and right. were done by the people who belong to the group that's uh, in question. Yeah. Uh, and they don't even get trouble to, to deny it. It's just like, well, you know, it, it's terrible that people take these facts and then <laughs> use it, use it to form their opinions. They shouldn't do that. Right. But, but this, this goes back. We've been covering the old Testament one book at a time, Mr. Man. Uh, over the past, oh, it's over a year now. We've been going. Yeah, we, I it guess. has been but, about um, a year almost. Yeah. What's we're up to the end of Samuel at the moment, right? Uh, and what's particularly sort of, yeah, I'd say that the whole thing so far. What's striking about it to like, uh, so like my church in education was all New Testament, and they're all kind of morality tales, parables in the New Testament that you could say, you know. Like, for instance, the good Samaritan, just because you're a Samaritan doesn't mean you're a bad guy. You can help people and, you know, whatever, okay? Which is kind of like where the liberal tradition comes from, isn't it? I guess. Uh, but the Old Testament stuff, it's just, you've got to obey God, don't kill kings. But there's no morality involved in it. Can I also the, pause you to add, add specifically amoral. onto the Good Samaritan thing? The reason why they they went out of their way in the New Testament to be like, oh, look at this Good Samaritan, was yeah. because of the very well-held Old Testament belief that yeah. the Samaritans were all pieces of shit that God wanted you to wipe off the fucking face of the yeah, earth. You, 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 <laughs> the, these are the guys that that uh, they, they, small got punished for not genociding hard enough. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exactly our point essentially. But yeah, the the principle is that there's no principles essentially. Yeah, and this obviously this this is carried through into discourse on let's say issues such as this. It's just it it's uh, anybody if anybody attacks a member of this group, you know, not necessarily physically, but in any way. Yeah. That's an, actually that's but an more so more so if it's fucking, yeah. if it's not physical. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's an anti-Semitism, and it's, it's just wrong by its own right. And I came up with the analogy. It's like, it's like, sh sure. We acknowledge that homosexuals are giving monkeypox to babies by fucking them. But why are people homophobic? It's wrong to be homophobic. That's a principle. Yes, that That's is like that is essentially the discourse. And it's also an excellent <laughs> fucking analogy for what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Napoleon forced the French people to include these people who are now rising the ranks in your secular government. And by the way, you also don't probably want a secular government. We want a religious government. But yeah. um, but you have to accept it. And if not, 
you're bad. And even yeah. though there's reasons, there's legitimate concrete material reasons why you would say, hmm, this doesn't benefit me. I should stop this. And yeah. But no, you can't do it because that would be wrong. And it's it's not the it's not the it's like the it's the hour of the democracy thing, isn't it? Yeah, you don't it's want to the, harm our democracy. People, yeah, but we don't want to harm our democracy by ordering the ordering the state in the way that it would be required by the demos. Right, the, the way the people would actually be happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something that would work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but okay. So let me just give a little bit more history here. As, as I mentioned before, we talked about this in the Napoleon episode with Tuxedo uh, Pepe, by the way. Um, and uh, Napoleon uh, was the first of the European leaders to emancipate the Jews in the sense that's just a, a, a fancy way of saying giving them full citizenship and voting yeah. um, and allowed them, you know, there's no any more sort of uh, blue laws of governing whatever they do, essentially. Yeah. And actually, after this, uh, after he did that, basically, there was a cascade of countries in Europe um, who did this. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of really they actually really took a foothold in Germany, actually. But we're not talking about Germany right now. We're talking about France. And in France, they they did actually, particularly like the Rothschild family, like I said, had uh, fucking really basically they ran the fucking economy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and uh, another thing was, you know, they sort of, as I said before, engineered this massive economic downturn. Uh, you know, at their benefit, essentially. It's not like a controversial piece of history that this happened either, by the way. This is like pretty fucking mainstream. Um, but uh, yeah, so another thing was uh, you saw uh, like this, uh, this very secular liberal government take power that's massively corrupt that just so happens to have a bunch of these people that killed Jesus. And also, I have to remember that this is a really Catholic country, France. Um, and a lot yeah. of them just were like, grug, oh my God, they killed Jesus. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you, you can criticize them that for if you want, I'm fine with it because <laughs> it is pretty grug, frankly. Um, if we're living, if we're supposedly living in a, uh, you know, a republic, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's just I kind of a I, shit argument. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm not advocating any kind of like anti-Semitic laws or anything like that. Here. I just I think I've, I've already said it. I don't think the state is the is the right. Is the, right. It's the way to deal with this kind of stuff. Because, it, I mean, whatever kind of constitution you've got, it's going to get hijacked by bad guys of what, whatever ethnic group they're from. There's, whatever you've got bankers, I mean, even if there were none of these people, you'd have I don't know, English bankers. Oh, or my something. God, It'd dude. Be... I, just, just like fucking forget that. I'm just saying, literally, right now, there's a bunch of scumbags with fucking. To the, there's been a bunch of Fed chairmen that are Irish. That doesn't mean there's a fucking. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're scumbags still. Doesn't mean they're the good ones. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> no, because like the vast majority of people don't understand how banking works. I don't. Yeah, you should. You're not supposed to. That's part of the no. deal. Uh, and like, it's like. And I think another thing is like this whole that I got from this whole idea of oh it's a Jewish conspiracy. I don't, I don't think it is. It's just 
a banker it's conspiracy. Bankers, yeah, it's a banker what, conspiracy. It's not even a conspiracy. It's just what they do. It's yeah, what right. Bankers okay. Do. Yeah, bankers doing banker things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, this is like I, I think you're probably on the same page as me here as well. Legal man, I, I ain't got a, I ain't got a solution for this. No, I don't think anybody issues. does. I don't think there That's is one. Too, it's very difficult. I agree. It's it's. I still, I still maintain. You know, I grew up in a, in an area and uh, had a lot of Jewish friends growing up. And I really happen to like Jewish people. Um, they're funny. A lot yeah. of them are very cynical. They're pretty intelligent. They've got a lot of cool stuff. But got some kind of strange system where there's a lot of protection of their culture they don't want to speak out against each other yeah. uh i understand they've been a minority in a lot of places so they feel upset and worried and kind of defensive but you know you have to be able to speak honestly and that's to me is the biggest problem with it is that you're not allowed to discuss it i mean why are we not allowed to discuss all these different things? And now, of course, it's expanded out into just an incredible number of things we're not allowed to discuss. And right, uh, yeah. you say almost anything now and you get in trouble unless it's, you know, middle aged white guys suck. If you say that, then you're OK. You say almost anything else. If you don't have some kind of cloaking shield of one of these special categories right, yeah, you're allowed yeah. to speak from, then you get in trouble. It doesn't matter if it's facts or not facts or not your opinion. Just, just, I'm just trying to get the facts on the table. That's, that's really the whole goal. Yeah. And they've made that impossible in so many areas. And it's, it's impossible to, to come up with solutions if you can't even have an honest discussion about the problems. You just, if where anything you say is immediately uh, shouted down and you're shut off and they start calling you names, there's no way you can function as a society. And that's yeah. just Rick, that's the bottom line. Yeah. I think Rick, as long as you have like, whether it be financial or violence, I mean, like, because the state itself is, is a, is a bad thing but what yeah. i mean i've got no i've got no kind of suggestions as how no how you fix exact it great analogy it, too yeah. by the way yeah but like yeah. it's it's too much power concentrated in too many in too few hands right. yeah then when it those two never work yeah well also yeah. when those two things start cooperating too is like it's like uh-oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. it well, can I mean, never work the system of government that people t are told will work can't ever work at scale you can't have these representative uh so-called republics or democracies at scale the kind of scale uh, where you have literally millions and millions tens of millions it doesn't work there's yeah. no and possible like, way for it to work and this is the, the, uh, like international capital like so even if you even if you did like uh break down the government of the world do the opposite of what they're doing now. So it, have as many little governments as you possibly could so that each like little town and village has its own quasi-autonomous government. You've still got, I mean, we were talking, because we, I think the libertarians are, are right about how, you know, the, uh, the foundation of the Fed was really the, the end of any hope of anything ever being right. I agree. Uh, but, and, and similar things that happened, but that's like, so you've got this. We we studied this uh, Murray Rothbard college course. We actually took a college course in a week. Yeah, for the show. Yes, thirty hours. Thirty hours of Murray Rothbard sniffing and coughing. Yeah. 
He was one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was excellent. But like, as uh, our guest on that episode pointed out, because his his big uh, point in this course was it's impossible to make a cartel work unless the government stops new comp new entrants to market from from coming right. in. But it doesn't have to be the government. The, the banks can do that. And you've basically now got an international banking system. That, that every single transaction on earth has to funnel through. Yeah, and, and they are they they can they can but they have made everything into a cartel yes because you you if you want to start start up in competition to whatever it is number one you're not going to get the you're not going to be able to get the finance but if you sort of henry ford it and do it do it on your own they they've got millions of ways that they can shut you I down i mean they ended That's up getting what, fucking henry ford's company they bought it out from edsel yeah <laughs> So, but even well, that, um, Romanized Visigoth, our guest on you that, said, you yeah, almost yeah. said his name. <laughs> what, what if you start, you know, if you started up a new, if you started up a racist dating app, right? Right, right, you could do that with very little capital, and you could make it work, and it could be good, but it'd never get on, it'd never be, nobody would ever be able to buy it because. They it would, would just. It would never get. Never. It wouldn't even get Z platforms. It would never go up. Yeah. It would never get. <laughs> it would never get platform. Whitepeoplemeet.com dot com can never be a thing. No. <laughs> w, w date. Yeah. <laughs> w date. Yes. There we go. Yeah. 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 Goy yeah. date. <laughs> but the, so. Yeah, but that's just. Quickly go through the narrative of right. Okay, uh, so here's the, the here's the other thing. About. So I I really do want to hammer home your excellent point about how th at the end of the day this story is about how a republic, a liberal democracy, is a terrible place to retain one's liberal civil rights. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually one of the worst places imaginable. Um, I mean, especially the French one because it's like it. Well, they're even French. When, <laughs> even when they wrote their. Uh, Charter of Rights of the Citizen. It was very mealy mouthed about about people's rights. Right, right. That's it true. It was like you only allowed rights as long as the government they, as thinks you should. Yeah, as long as the government approved of them. Right, like, right. You know, it was complete bullshit from word go. Um. Anyway, so, uh, Alba, Alba, uh, Al, no, is it Alfred? Alfred, yeah, Alfred uh, Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, was a Alsatian <laughs> Jew. Uh, <laughs> now, also, another thing I want to point out is that William it's, insists on um, legal men. Maybe you can weigh in on this. Uh, William insists on calling uh, German shepherds Alsatians, which is the <laughs> which is the want of what they call them in, in Britain, uh, I suppose. Yeah, during, yeah, I think it's like a, it, part of the German... German hating propaganda pre World War One. Well, so about this time, actually. Th well, this I is my point: is that yeah. it turns out that all of the Germans who live in Alsace, yeah, Jews. Yeah. <laughs> so by calling the German Shepherd an Alsatian, you're like, oh, it's like the Jew dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it. yeah, yeah, I know. That's why it's so funny that the British are just like so thumbing their nose at the Germans by calling it that. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But anyway, but that's what I learned in this in this fucking research. But anyway, but so I'm, I'm aware that it's just anti-German propaganda to call them Alsatians. But what can I do? I've call them German brought, shepherds I, in in when protest. When I was a little baby, and they said, "Look at that big woolly dog. It's an Alsatian." <laughs> it's an Alsatian. So I call things by their British, British names sometimes, just for fun. Yeah. You should switch it up. You should code switch around around <laughs> over that side of the pond. <laughs> We're like, oh, I'm not going to fucking call it an old Alsatian no more. I'm going to call it a fucking German Shepherd, innit? Well, people have got them call them German Shepherds nowadays. Oh, they do? Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Based. <laughs> um, anyway, so so Alfred Dreyfus, um, who, by the way, is related to Richard Dreyfus and Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, <laughs> And the Dreyfus Fund. Oh yeah, Susan. That's yeah. Who she's the daughter of. Oh yo, yes, 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 yes. He was uh, so not she, direct she's relative. Rich and hot. Well, yes, yeah, her, her dad's like a billionaire. Yeah. Right. The yeah. Dreyfus Fund, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, and yeah, they are related. This is uh, not the same family branch as that as the Louis Dreyfuses. They're actually, they were like a higher born branch of the family. And this is like the more, um, they were the in industry kind of, but they were rich, of course. And they had, yeah. uh, and they uh, had a textile fortune, I guess, in France or in Alsace. Um, and uh, he, he, uh, you know, sort of took, got a, took to French identity. So here's the fucking funniest part is that this, this thing happened to this guy, in my opinion, wrongly. Yeah. And he was the absolute last guy. He seemed like a legitimately, I love France Patriot. Yeah. (laughs) To me, that's the fucked up part of the story. Um, so I mean, like, like, if you're looking for justice, the last place you're going to find it is in a military court in a in France, in, like a, in a country that's might be about to have another coup. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, not, it's not going to happen. That's true. Um, and so also, this is in the wake of the Franco-Prussian War, um, which uh, had resulted in uh, the newly formed German Empire had beaten. Uh, French and had taken Alsace and Lorraine and it was actually a massively sore subject for the French. They were like really pissed off particularly about for the army. Right. Yeah. 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 They were like they were like sad face emoji. They, I or mean, maybe even you? that one where the top of the head's coming off. Yeah. The, the bread <laughs> exploding. Yeah. Yeah. They were le, le sad. Yes. They were a le unhappy. A le, a shame. And so, like, there's a, a that the French military myth is all about honor, right? Uh, and but again, yeah, you know, myth doesn't have to be untrue. But that's what it's how it's always written about is French officers are the the most know, honorable of the dudes. always fighting duels with each other, right? Um, and they're always right in the far front lines with the with the soldiers and Napoleon yeah. and the blah 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 blah. We talked all and about like, it. in the Napoleonic Wars. They would just they would give, you know, if they captured British officers, they would just give them parole. And they, they were, you are on there, you are on there not to escape. You, you may stay with the, the house of the colonel and uh, eat his escargot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, you may talk to his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I so wanted to do a voice of, of 
Boulanger, by the way. We've got to talk about that. Well, talk about Boulanger. Yeah, I guess that's a perfect opportunity to talk about him. Yeah. He's half Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fucking uh, Boulanger was this guy who was like a war hero from the Franco Prussian War, even though they lost. Um, yeah. And he sort of. You know, he was kind of presaging third positionism, I suppose, and that he was like a right wing populist, but he also gave um, props to labor people. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was all about like, you know, fucking our work, French workers and blah, 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 all yeah. that kind of shit. And uh, he was kind of poised to take over government, over the government at a, t- at a moment right, you know, particularly we mentioned the Panama scandal. It had been right after that. And like there was a moment where they were like doing the they were, like redoing the Constitution or whatever. And that would have like been his moment for a January 6th that might have worked. Right. Yeah. If yes, if he, he had That's just fucking if he, if he had just actually gone down to meet them at the Capitol, basically. Uh, yeah, but he, instead, <laughs> he, he finished his dinner and got sucked off by his mistress. Yes. Instead, which... <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe sometimes fucking history does repeat itself. Um, and also not just not just that but with the fucking uh the mistress but she died of like fucking tuberculosis or some shit Mm -hmm. and he blew his brains out so that must have been some first class dome right well i mean they did invent head yeah (laughs) (laughs) allegedly yeah sure yeah 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 um But uh, anyway, so uh, Boulanger was a guy. Uh, yeah, so that happened. And then so, yeah, um, Dreyfus was, you know, he was by all accounts. I mean, we'll say this is that he sort of used the government like as a way to work his way up through the ranks in the gov- in the in the military, which was kind of like a no, no in the military, because first of all, the military had this same military had existed prior to the fucking first Republic. There's still dudes in there. that are around still, essentially, not literally, but you know, I mean, they've been around for a long fucking time. It's a boys club. Everybody knew everybody when they were 11, uh, who are all the generals and shit. And all of a sudden there's these fuck this fucking hook nose. Actually, to be fair, if you look at like any of the pictures of these generals, they all have hook noses just because they're like that phenotype of French, like villain. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they They all just look like silent movie villains. Yeah, They all twist their mustache and shit. So they have that physiognomy like legitimately. So it's, he kind of fits right in honestly with them. (laughs) But, uh, But regardless, so they were they were like, fuck this guy, though. Fuck him. He's not I didn't grow up with. I wasn't I didn't go over his fucking dad's house for for lunch on Saturdays. Yeah, didn't uh, go riding over hounds with his. Right, right. Extended family. So that I. So anyway, um, it's so here's the other thing. He after after all this happened, he wrote a um, a memoir in which he actually said that at the time of uh at the time that this actually occurred the Dreyfus affair with the or the the memo that got found which we'll explain in a second yeah um that would have made him a spy he actually was working not he wasn't working in like one of the details on the, on the note was oh i'm going to be fucking on maneuvers and so a certain time so i'll have to meet you to get my payment whenever you know what i mean and yeah. he had been 5 years in the uh intelligence department of the french military so you don't go on fucking uh, maneuvers when you're when you're fucking in in intelligence so yeah. th- it was just so obviously not him 
and he said this in his fucking memoirs, by the way. He's like, yeah, I yeah. obviously wasn't me because I wasn't doing that kind of work uh, at the time. Yeah, and I think, it, I mean, it's almost, it certainly was a target just be, because he was an outsider yeah. and a, a Jew. It was an anti-Semitism. Yeah. They well, did an anti-Semitism. Right, right, because he killed sure. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't And they're Catholics. It, like, yeah, I mean, that, that, the whole thing's grug and stupid. Like, mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think this is why the cover-up was because it's what they did to him was so dishonourable. Really, though, that yeah, they yeah. just couldn't admit to it. I think it must have, like in the heat of the moment, it seemed like a good idea, and they right, probably right. thought they had the right. They probably thought they had the right guy at the time. Bro, do you want a great analogy with the Old yeah. Testament? It seemed like a great idea for all of Joseph's fucking brothers to f pretend that he got killed. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he ended up going, said being sold. They sold him into slavery and then they didn't think they'd ever run into him again. No. <laughs> so well, here's the thing I guess I don't understand about the, about the story. The right, alleged okay. story is that they have this piece of paper that's torn up yep. that they find through this maid or something that they well, had she was an asset to be fair she they, they'd basically planted a that's what i mean she's right, an right. asset who's operating as a maid but she's yes. an asset yes, and yes. she's supposedly in there you know this is pre-electronic so in the only the way you can get anything embassy is you have to either be sleeping with them or working there in order to somehow get information. Yeah. She brings this stuff back. Obviously, it's not legitimate. So I don't understand why are they going after anyone? See, to me, that was the question I had. I was like, well, this this didn't have nothing about it rang true to me. You come back with this piece of information, this six part very conveniently torn into a very easily replaced document. Why would you tear it up into six pieces? It, it can easily be just glued back together. It does none of that makes any sense. And so, yeah, and obviously, why? Obviously, if that there's all this espionage going on at the time, which there was, well, why, why it's is it obviously fake? See, yeah. it's obviously fake. And so, it's to me the more odd. There's quite a few odd things in the story, but the number one thing is. This idea that they were out to get him mm -hmm. that doesn't that doesn't ring true to me because if you're out to get somebody you don't concoct the story this ludicrous why would you bother when that's not the impetus to start an investigation with an obviously forged document that's not legit to me it was almost like kind of Monty Python clowning the six part document it was obviously somebody speaking to the French as though they were saying look we know you got someone in here here's a fake document for you to find so, yeah, so that's I don't an interesting understand. take. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I don't understand. That yeah. was when I saw what was supposedly in there, unsigned, all this other shit that's wrong. It was like no legitimate intelligence person who's got any seniority is going to look at that and think it's anything except for a double message that, look, we yeah. know you're here. We know she works inside here. This is just to confirm it that she's going to take back this torn up thing in six parts. And we've got someone planted in your intelligence who's going to confirm that, yes. We looked at the thing they had in six parts, that, and they're taking it seriously. I, I don't yeah. understand. Why would they take it seriously? It's so obviously not legitimate. That's that's where it this took me a, a long question. time. It took me a long time to get to where you're at. But ultimately, I decided that 
there was no fucking spy who left that fucking note. That note. Right. Yeah, it's obviously not legitimate from the get go. So either the maid creates it intentionally and gives it to him or someone says the maid created it. Or like I said, it's a situation where it's a really it's a it's a double message. It's a message that isn't about the message It's about the fact that we know you're here. We're and we, you. We've left this ridiculous message. So you might as well get your ass set out of here because you're never going to get anything from her um i don't know that it never made any sense to me and the other thing that was the most odd to me is this extended uh ludicrous so-called stay on devil's island and yeah. all this other stupid yeah. shit the symbolism name and everything like well just i don't <laughs> believe for one second the guy was there and chained up in that <laughs> stupid house and all that if if he was so problematic if this guy's so problematic as a spy and all this other shit, um, you don't keep bringing him back over and over, a la kind of Snowden and keep him in the press. He goes to the Devil's Island and he gets a disease and he, he happens to die. And that's yeah. it. It's over. Story's over. But so that just tells me that he's in on it. It's He knows that this is all a complete fairy tale. He's you're not chained up in that stupid 13 by well, yeah, 13 that's, cabin that's alone. a great detail. So let's let's put the fine let's put the fine details in here. So basically what happens is this piece of memo, which I forget what the title of the memo was called, but it's some French word. The Bordereau. Le, Le Bordereau. It's like something off Hunter Biden's laptop. It's like a <laughs> yeah. selfie. It's so fucking stupid. Clearly Russian disinformation. Yeah. Also, yeah, like I said, the fucking the piece of intel that was supposedly <laughs> gotten was useless. Useless fucking intel. It was like, oh, they've got a new type of gun that has a weighted brace to make it not compensate for fucking blowback. Whoa, dude, I can't believe that piece of intel. I'm so glad we got that information ahead of time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really stupid. I mean, um, really stupid. But anyway, so they took this opportunity to uh, to do this majorly theatrical uh, performance and of uh, the the quote unquote his punishment was first of all his degradation military degradation um, and I guess this was like a political or sorry like a traditional military yeah. thing that had gone on for a long time but this was the first time that the that the press had decided to be like this is bad yeah and why was that well because it's Albert Dreyfus. Um, and, uh, not whether he was not whether, not because he was innocent, by the way, which he was, in my opinion, I don't think he was doing any spying. There was no espionage. How could he not be innocent? That's what I mean. So the event, didn't, the event was total concoction. Right. Yeah. So, so the, this was the media going, wow, look at this blatant anti, basically right away. They started saying it was anti-Semitic too, by the way. Um, yeah. And uh, not just that, but also uh, the 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 anti-Semitic press <laughs> um, <laughs> also went to and made this huge fucking blustery. <laughs> yeah, well, there's this guy named Drummond, Edouard Drummond, who was like this oh. famous famous French anti-Semitic newspaper guy who had a newspaper called Le. Le Grand Parole? Oh no, no, Le. Ah, who gives a fucking shit? Yeah. Some um, 
but uh, it, it means like the free word or something like free speech network, Anthony Cumia. Yeah. <laughs> basically, it's like the name of the newspaper. Um, Alex Jones. He's basically, yeah, he's basically censored.tv, essentially, of the, of the, yeah. <laughs> the late, um, what's it called? So uh, fucking, yeah, so. And so they did this big theatrical thing where they ripped all of his epaulets off um, and they, uh, you know, they they ripped his fucking they snapped the sword over his knee, which they had, you know, not just photos of, but there was many, many artists renderings of this dramatic moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, also another mo- notable here. This is this is where it re- your alarm bell should really go off, by the way, is that. The most infamous uh, result of this uh, of this happening, the degradation ceremony, was that Theodore Herzl was in present. He was present at the ceremony, um, and, and that's what motivated him. Right. Well, yeah. supposedly, here's the yeah. other thing. And so this took place in what 1892 or something. It's absurd when this happened. And he says that when he watched this, all this happen, and and that the crowd was yelling, "Death to the Jews! Death to the Jews! Death to the Jews!" Um, he said, uh, which, by the way, they probably were doing, by the way. I'm not going to yeah. deny that that was going on. <laughs> but uh, regardless. The uh, getting rowdy. <laughs> they was were getting, I mean, it's like a soccer game, dude. Um, right. That was a bridge too far for him. That well, was it. He had to get involved now. Well, he said this oh, was the moment at which I decided to begin my begin <laughs> my 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 life's work of creating a Jewish secular or using by political means creating a Jewish state. Now, it's also worth mentioning that many, many years prior to this, he has writ writings that he's self-published or like his people have published that said he had had the idea for years. Yeah. <laughs> of course. This was like, again, his life's work. Like he spent like, his I, entire I, life I, trying to do this. I do think there's an element of, of retconning this and trying to sort of ascribe the successful outcome of the Zionist project to... Some kind of not a popular thing, but some kind of French intellectual, you know, grounding whatever. in liberal Ground, values. Uh, yeah. 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 Whereas, really, I mean, sure, the idea was out there, but I mean, what? Yeah. Theodore hey, Herzl had been the, talking about it his whole life. Yeah. What, what year was the Balfour Declaration? 1917, like the movie. That's what it's about. So, 17, right. So, uh, but eight, 1890s is just when the, whole roads thing is yeah, kicking off kicking off yeah and rothschild and they, by the way nathan yeah. de rothschild the uh the british guy the british one so like this is right in the in our sort of uh the, it's We're right playing in the, the hits it's in the genesis of the modern era of the anglo-american government. israel yeah, the, uh, the anglo-american Empire. establishment yeah so like it doesn't matter i mean like there were french guys talking about all kinds of weird shit and, it, and none of it ever happened. Right. Uh, uh, and I mean, really, the weirdest shit you can possibly imagine. It happened because the British Empire wanted it to happen. So, like, to say, oh, it happened because of Herzl. Yeah, he's been going on about it for a long time. And that, and that obviously he was the go to guy for the when the Wait, he was like the court, was he was happen. like the court philosopher of it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, we need to bring somebody in to give this some moral. Uh, Come over here, Theodore Francois. Herzl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Get I you. mean, I, I just think that the the whole thing. I mean, 
this is possibly why it's been engineered in the first place. It, it, that it is just, it's used just as a springboard. It's yeah, it was used as like justification for Zionism, but I think Zionism would have happened anyway. Or, or maybe this this was made to happen to justify Zionism. Well, here's the That's other thing. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, when oh, yeah, I looked ahead. at it, and I, I always like to look at the Wikipedia whenever I do something, only because, not because Wikipedia is any good, it's it, it's ridiculous, but yeah. it, it it is a very good reflection of what the, the official narrative yes. supposedly is. And so yeah. when I looked at that, I came away, I thought, okay, this entire thing with the so-called anti-Semitic press that just went crazy about this yeah. right, right, thing right. to me felt very much like controlled opposition. The idea is please don't throw me in the briar patch, uh, make them whip up, uh, intentionally go way overboard on all this insanity in order to have a backlash to prove all of the so-called put upon-ness of this situation, which was a concoction from the beginning. To me, the entire thing, especially the fact that the guy survived uh, being in Devil's Island in that ridiculous uh, uh, building, which is still there, and it's a picture of it on Wikipedia page. It's just, it's all such a joke to it's me. MK when Ultra. I look at something like that, it looked to me like the entire thing was a concoction. He lived on to be 75, survived the World War One, go down through a whole list. Uh, if that guy was not in on it, I would be shocked if the vast majority of the so-called publishers or editors of those anti-Semitic uh, newspapers weren't all being paid I off. I agree with you there. To whip it all up into this thing and get the mob all pissed off, then only to then pull the rug out. Oh gosh, we were wrong. He was so innocent the whole time. Just so <laughs> fucking obvious. I mean, yeah. it's amazing to me people fall for this stuff in real time that they're not more suspicious of this kind of blatant absurdity, really, to me. I mean, and I mean, it continues on as a legacy of the Dreyfus affair. And then you read the silliness. It's like, dude, that's the precursor that's to the Holocaust. Happened. Right. It's they just actually also, say this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. It just, to me, the whole thing seemed fake from the beginning because there's no event. There was no credible explanation for why any reasonable staff officer would take that piece of torn up in six ridiculous pieces as a piece of intel to do anything except for laugh about how obvious it is that they must know we've got someone in there to looking through their trash. I, that's that's yeah. the only thing you can take from that ridiculous piece of information. You would never, ever start a real investigation, ever. That would never happen with oh, competent it, staff. If you, did, if you did start an investigation, you'd do it by just trying to find out who it was by watching them do it again. Assume, uh, the only yeah. thing I would assume if I was even going to start a real investigation, which I would never would, but I would make sure that our asset is not a double agent. That's the only right. thing I would be concerned about. If he actually brought that back, I would be concerned we have a double agent. That, that's yeah. it. Nothing else. The, the idea that we're going to try to find who. <laughs> yeah. Like, looking for Santa Claus. Come on, man. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, so I, we, me and William were wondering what your take was going to be. And I yeah. and William's guess was that France didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
So this is this is great. I was not even expecting this one, even really. Dude, but I, actually, yeah, this, I think this. But uh, I sort of came around to it as well, likes, for sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. Um, so you don't, you, you weren't expecting my take. No, I wasn't expecting the idea that I, I uh, personally, I my take on it was that um, that that they had thrown this poor, legitimately Frankified Jew into into the fucking awful treatment of right. the MK Ultra pits in right. Devil's yeah. Island. Uh, just where, used him. Which, by the way, the MO is just so perfect. It's a fucking, it's a prison that they still maintain today so you right. can go and see how horrible a Jew is treated. Right, exactly. <laughs> the picture of the hot on the Wikipedia page is what cinched it for me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, you know, this is. Oh, he's chained up in there, double loop chain or yeah, some shit. They chained him to the bed. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing when I read that and shit. The floors like, were electrified. on it. He's in on it. You couldn't survive that shit. And then, well, all yeah, these supposed you, you raise years a good later, point. How to... the fuck, if he was there supposedly for like whatever, a few years, I don't know how long it was. But and he the was point hated. is, and not just that, but he didn't get malaria? Fuck you. He, he did. He would have gotten malaria. Well, he supposedly had tropical diseases that were vaguely following him years later where he would right. have these bouts. He's got lumbago. He got lumbago. He's a cover story. He got lumbago. It's just uh, off cover stories. I, I didn't. I didn't buy it for one fucking second. No way. Uh, that guy's not in on it because he, he, like I said, he was allowed to live to seventy-five, and he never would have gotten off Devil's Island. He never would have lived through World War One. He never. None of that shit would have happened. They just kept recycling him because they made sure that they grossly overplayed the so-called anti-Semitic hand, and then made it so obvious that he was such a terrible martyr. And the story still out there today. To me, it's got yeah. all the pieces of a 100 percent uh, load of shit from beginning to end. I, I think this piece. is it's a great uh, demonstration, in fact, of why it works. My my model of never following any current events. I mean, some of it comes into my ken, especially through doing the show. Right. But uh, instead of following current events. Just pick a pick an old event and look at look at what's left of it, and, and that will explain to you why it happened. Because like the, oftentimes the story of what happened is why it happened. The, you know what we can find out about it now. The fact that we can find that out about it right. is the reason why it happened. And and, <laughs> and you could. Whereas if you were like following at the time, it'd be much harder to to get that perspective on what it was really about. So there's no point. Everyone who was following at the time was just being used. Yes. They, they were just part get of the sucked op. up in the in yeah. the atmosphere of the all oh, the laptop, all oh, the, the yeah, radio yeah, Trump's yeah. house, all oh, this, all oh, that. It's like, dude, the fact that it's in the news is the is the only it thing that's important. It's there for a reason. That's it. It's not the reason they're telling you. It never is. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, you'll see something. You sometimes in, when you look at like the local news, you'll see something that really happened, and it's usually right. something really awful. By the way, right? Because yeah. that's the stuff that really it's happens. never picked up. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it yeah. never gets picked up by the national, <laughs> and it just dies. And uh, that those can be legitimate stories, but when they run in the national, it doesn't work. And William, you got a really good system. I think that's a, a good kind of. It's a very slight deviation uh, permutation on the systems I use. And I like this idea of looking back and seeing what's left 
yeah. of the historical uh, yeah. narrative. That's a very important uh, way to do it. It's I end up doing it anyway because that's I mean I look at it, but I like I like crystallizing it as a actual system to use. You know, yeah. so I, I did follow the Mar-a-Lago thing a little bit because we kind of got I got mixed up in it sort of. Uh, you know it, more than me, then. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I have a I have another show. I have a car show, and uh, the, basically, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take the wraps off this enormous Dreyfus affair type hoax that I pulled, uh, because uh, the, our producer went on vacation for a couple of weeks and no episodes came out, <laughs> and it coincided with the Mar-a-Lago raid. So I. I uh, I, I you, you like like a other gay person uh, <laughs> born in England, Gavin McInnes, decided to yeah. pull a clever hoax involving the FBI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I claimed that uh, the we'd been keeping the tapes of it. Uh, uh, the production team had been keeping the tapes in the safe at Mar-a-Lago for safekeeping and that the feds had them <laughs> and, that, and that we'd, get, we'd soon get them back. But it never got picked up by media. Yeah, I know. It's a real shame, too. <laughs> I'm sure they were all wondering, much like Gavin, I'm sure that he, that the, yeah. all, all the mainstream news uh, outlets were ready to pounce on finding out the information of what a niche internet micro celebrity who's gay has to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was really uncool of me because so many of my supporters had their stuff in that safe. Right, it's so true. Yeah, shouldn't have been joking about that. <laughs> you shouldn't be joking about yeah something so sensitive specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's uh, let's. There's there's so much more I, we have to get to. I guess. Well, we yeah. have to mention the um, the uh, Jacques, which was the big media uh, blitz, um, which took the world by storm. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Just happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah yeah right um I mean, so that sort of jacques has become a for, long, for my whole lifetime it's been like a, a, a phrase you can just say and it evokes this this uh lightning rod emil zola type courageous individual standing up putting himself on the line in the interests of uh truth <laughs> and liberty yeah yeah, I mean that that is that's a meme. They call it a meme, don't they? Yes, they do. A packet of information. A, yes, <laughs> that's what the original term was. It was you know it was actually Richard Dawkins who came up with meme. You know, yeah. The the galaxy brain who brought you. Uh, yeah. Everything's just greed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, He's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> But um, regardless, uh, so yeah, so Jacques Hughes was Emile Zola, who was actually Italian. Nobody mentions this. They always talk about him as if he's French. Um, And uh, he was, you know, he was a fucking, a really high-minded, like, libtard of the time. Like, he was a libtard for the era. And this was, like, he was doing Rachel Maddow, basically, in 1890-whatever. And his way of doing this was getting elevated to the fucking highest tops of the media mountains worldwide to say, hey, what the government's doing here is against liberal democracy. And the yeah. idea of treating everyone equal and, uh, you know, uh, and also Which, I mean, it's was a conspiracy. Right I mean, it was, of course. Um, yeah. But 
get look what he gets for his troubles by the way for doing this what we'll, we'll get to it of course but yeah. um yeah he gets sued for defaming a public authority or something oh, yeah. oh that's just immediately i was saying ultimately yeah. he ends up dying for the pleasure of saying Jacques oh yeah, did, yeah somebody blocked his chimney up, didn't yes they? <laughs> <laughs> he ends up fucking dying for it right yeah he was gassed actually yeah. He was basically gassed. Emil Zola was gassed yeah. <laughs> by a chimney. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had to That was constructed to after two- the Franco Prussian War, not before the Franco Prussian War. This two, this two, I mean, his house had wooden doors, dude. I <laughs> yeah, windows. It's bullshit. The story is obviously bullshit. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I going to say? The um, fucking. Emil Zola was this like arch libtard basically, and he had this series of books that were immensely popular. Um, that were all sort of vaguely about current events, but also they were about like philosophy and and like leftism. Essentially, they were like communist parables that co- that that uh, combined real things that happened essentially in in yeah. politics. And uh, he basically accused the French government with this op-ed he wrote in the newspaper, saying that like the government is complicit in a conspiracy to put an innocent man to jail because uh, there's this guy who you know clearly fucking did it uh who's has fingerprints all over this thing he admitted he did it and they, yet they don't want to look bad so they don't want to rescind their thing plus they're anti-semitic um yeah. <laughs> and uh and this like brought a lot of eyes around on it around the world uh it actually worked this was an op a media op if you will that yeah. was 100 it was super effective um and uh it fucking Basically, like I said, he had to flee to England to because he got so many death threats. Not like the fucking death threats Twitter blue checks get, by the way. Real death yeah. threats because these guys he, followed through on he it. He had to go to the real Israel. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. Israel <laughs> to uh, fucking uh, Anglo Boogaloo. Um, yeah. I, don't um, know if I, I don't know if you're, if you're in on this. Uh, legal man, but like I'm always banging on about this. Uh, international rugby matches, they sing the hymn Jerusalem, which is an Anglo-Israel, uh, an Ang- Ang- what's it called? Anglo-Israelist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anthem about how it's a, it, a hymn. They sing it in churches here as well. Uh, it's about- a hymn about how Israel is, act- England is actually the real Israel. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, did those uh, feet in is, ancient this times. Is one I'm, I'm, familiar, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah. this did point. those feet in ancient times walk upon England's pastures green and was a holy lamb of God in England's something, something, something? But yeah. It's, and that it's, comports nicely England with the fact the that we, we just found out that the current king of England was. Oh, dude, was this is the circum- most mind blowing thing. Dude, he was circumcised by a moil in 19, what? Yeah, in 1948. Wow! By the way, it was the year that Israel was formed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess it's right up there with this, the, the House of Saud being, you know, yeah, crypto yeah. Ferengi. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's incredible, isn't it? The the, the year. I mean, it's like they knew this this guy. Obviously, our new king. Some people, I I love him, obviously, but some people have said <laughs> that he's a moron, libtard. Idiot, fag, Idiot. even. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it, fine. Well, yeah. But some some people say that. Obviously, I don't agree. Uh, but um, he's that that guy never stood a chance. He's been like groomed for this from literally from birth. Nobody in this country gets circumcised, Mister Matt. That's very unusual. Uh, yeah. Like, so 
but wow. to have it done by a mile when you're you're uh, in line to be the head of the established church of the country, which he now is, he's now the head of the Church of England. It's wow. It's, that was my reaction. To that. Wow. I can't get it out of my. Yeah, head. I found this, by the way. Yeah. Wow, is this well known over there? No, like, you have to Google. Out? You have to Google. I I was the one who discovered it. I was I typed. I've been making people's heads explode. Everyone I've spoken to, I've gone, did you know Prince it's Charles? Shocking. I yeah. guess that's a pretty surprising fact, you know. <laughs> and again, I would be less surprised if it wasn't so hidden. If it was well known, yeah. yeah again, guess no problem, what? Guess what website I saw it on? But circumcising the Jerusalem kings. Post. Uh, was the yeah, people yeah. There's who are, actually a lot of information on things like I that. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. don't hide it. They're, they're, it's fine. Oh, yeah, it's you to do. It's you to do. Like I was yeah. saying, like the Yad Vashem YouTube the, channel. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Wow. So, but that's well, kind of scoreboarding everybody. That's the thing in that in yeah. that media you just described. Uh, yeah. Scott, oh, yeah, be, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just scoreboarding. It's like here, here is another win for us, kind of thing yeah. that they don't know about. Well, yeah, no, another um, another article in the Google search results under that was another Jerusalem Post article that says why a King Charles the Third will be a king for the Jews. Like they yeah. have op-ed after op-ed after op-ed about this shit. Wow. Okay, so we have uh, Mr. Dreyfus uh, being oh, right. horribly, wrongly uh, <laughs> yeah. so-called and the accused whole of his world's so-called media. non-crime. Yeah, yeah, his fucking... Uh, the non-crime. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, <laughs> with the really important intel about that fucking weight that they put on the cannons, too. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so uh, what happens? So I guess what happens is after all this media hubbub uh, and Emile Zola, who has to flee to fucking... Uh, flee to uh, France, uh, sorry, out of France into England and gets killed for his troubles. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, it's another thing that I, I looked up. 40 million francs of defense funds from Germany yeah. and England, note those two countries, yeah. <laughs> uh, were donated to Matthew Dreyfus, the brother of Alfred Dreyfus, who was conducting his uh, fucking his uh, Alfred Dreyfus is is innocent campaign. Right. (laughs) And also the the lawyers that they hired. One other note, though, is that the the lawyers that they hired was financed by Edouard de Rothschild himself. He paid the fucking the lawyer for for his troubles in the defense. Yeah. And, and, And so. But this is all around the time where secretive elements in the British Foreign Office are concocting World War I. The Entente yeah, they're, they're trying to whip up World War One, Right. Uh, and they're doing that because, again, from studying these things, Germany and Italy are both, and this is another interesting sort of revision here, Germany and Italy were both brand new countries. Yeah. Uh, uh, politically. Uh, and they both got screwed over in World War One, even though they were on opposite sides. Yeah, Germany got Versailles treated, and Italy basically got Versailles treated as well, even though they were on the winning side because they were they were an emerging empire that was a threat to that was a threat to the empire. Yeah, and they, it was decided no, this isn't going to happen. So we're going to renege on our promises our to give you spoils. I believe they yeah. gave, they're planning to give them Serbia, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the, the Italian soldiers didn't even get paid. Yeah. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. Um, so anyway, they bring they bring Dreyfus back from miraculously somehow survives from Devil's MK Ultra Island. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the theme park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they and he gets back and he can't speak, even though later he's just can speak again. By the yeah. way, he, that was his thing during the trial. He was trying to do like the bit where he's like, oh, Mm. He's like, <laughs> well, to be fair, he maybe he just had a really good lawyer. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. True. I mean, shouldn't Rothschild paid for him? Obviously, he did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So they do a retrial. Get this. This is the best part. They do a retrial and they find him guilty again. <laughs> and That's how strong the evidence was. Well, the yeah. very next day, the very next day, the the French prime minister offers him clemency nay a pardon on yeah. in the way that the the you know the, the way that the letter of the law is it's part of the pardon is that you have to accept your guilt in it mm -hmm. um so and he does willingly very willingly uh admits his guilt and apparently some of his supporters were like yo you cucked out by the way yeah <laughs> we say, well, that's totally what they do now yes of course it is yeah well. yeah yeah no you have to go back to you look listen i was really on your side so you have to go back to devil's island cook <laughs> <laughs> and you're laying uh, me down and that's what matters yeah and he was freed and like i said a year afterwards he wrote a fucking tell-all book about it which sold very well um yeah. and then later he went on to be a war hero all over again in world war one yeah well he, he did it wasn't get a war hero I don't conviction think he... overturned as well didn't he like the, right right after not too long so he did cop to it but then that was and they also gave him Legion d'Honneur as well. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, afterwards, I you, I, they, like you think this guy mired in fucking controversy. Yeah, and you get it, extra gravy on your snails if you feel that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, fucking uh, the fucking. Uh, oh my God. It, it, well, yeah, go. Sarah I guess Bur I'm surprised every time I hear more details, which I was unaware of that yeah. you dug into, I'm just more and more convinced that my impression was correct, that this thing was 100% staged from day one. He was definitely in on it, and he probably was vacationing when he was supposedly a devil yeah. island. And, uh, <laughs> I don't believe it. Or he was down ago, there in like the last, it was like the resort on Devil's Island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the governor's mansion. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not credible. And and all this other stuff now about uh, uh the this the second trial was ludicrous. The the pardoning and then allowing someone who has admitted to so-called espionage back into the military at a, the same grade he would have been at and then continued. No, they promoted him. Yeah, 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 they promoted him. Like they said lesions on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, none of that makes any sense unless the entire thing from beginning to end is just a concoction. And uh, yeah, no, that's and true. It's just I don't. I'm, I've yet to hear any anything that leads me to believe otherwise. I still don't understand why that uh, journalist uh, Zola or whatever that Joker's name was, why he would claim that somebody else had done it. There's still nothing has been done. I don't understand. There's still no event. Oh, well, let me go. I, I didn't feel that this was super necessary to talk about, but there was a part where this um, this uh, general who was in the French military named Hubert something, Henri. Henri. 
Um, yeah. He actually went and made a bunch of really obviously blatant forgeries where he also right. said that just that between the trials, between the trials. So he had no reason yeah. right. to do this, by the way. Um, and also it, he also alleged well, I think that they knew they could. They knew that the second trial was coming. Okay, so they wanted enough. some better evidence. For F- that. Fair enough. Right. But it's still it's still all about the evidence of an event that didn't occur. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. This is the part I don't understand. And I mean, also he was found out immediately. The- it was an obvious forgery. And so he was immediately right. discredited. He went to prison. Get this. He went to prison. <laughs> and then his first night in prison had his throat slit. Oh, what a shock. Oh, what a terrible, a terrible. The cameras weren't working in his cell. Yes. It was suicide. Uh-huh. I think yeah, they said he sure. was, it was suicide. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was, it was. He got Epstein. Suicide. Yeah, yeah, he literally got Epstein, dude. Yeah. Um, but there's still no event. I get it. You're, they're forging documents to try to build the case about an event that isn't actually espionage that nobody did. I don't understand. Well, I mean, That's they the do do that, though, don't they? I mean, like, this whole Russia collusion thing was that, wasn't it? Right, right. That was an event that didn't happen. Right, but nobody's claiming that it wasn't Trump who colluded with Russia. It was one of like it was Jared Kushner who oh, was right. working okay, against yeah. Trump to do. It's like, nah, dude. There's there's nothing went on. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing to. Well, to answer your question, though, fair underlying story. To answer your question, though, I think with Emil Zola was he was like I said an arch libtard. He was just trying right. to get some fucking ink on this. He was trying to get some fucking yeah. publicity. Right. And so he's just faking it up too. He's just stirring the pot in order to well, make nothing a name he said for was fake. He just story. He, nothing he said was so, fake. He could have ge- genuinely believed in the malarkey story that that fucking Henri guy made up about this other fucking guy, possibly. <laughs> but, or he could have just I cynically mean, been using it to be like, look, this is my chance to be internationally fucking acclaimed as an arch libtard. Much uh, more likely. Well, like the same reason Robert De Niro says, fuck Trump. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's he gaining <laughs> out of that? Really, really famous, wasn't he? That's so, very good yeah. analogy. You're you're really good with these analogies. I listen. I'm, I'm telling you. Master. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So uh, this is this is where I, this is my favorite aspect of this entire thing. So Emil Zola, we watched. I mentioned before, we mentioned before the Vidal Sassoon okay, Institute. Yeah, I, I I have to shit on this guy before um, the end of the show. Yes, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy, his name is Maury Samuels, which is the same name as the guy who wrote You Gentiles. It's not the same guy, but it's the same name as the guy who wrote You Gentiles. So I assume maybe they must have known who he was and named him after it, because Maurice isn't really that fucking common of an American Jewish name, is it? Maury. Yeah, yeah Maury, it was Maury yeah. I guess, but he goes by Morris, like Maurice, like Morris. I thought he... I thought, oh, well, whatever. Oh, whatever. Again. Yeah. Um, so he did this this whole talk. He's the head of French history at Yale, um, yet he can't speak French at all. His pronunciation's yeah, just, worse than mine somehow. It's execrable. It, <laughs> he, like, pronounces the R on the end of words, and, like, it's, it's just like uh, your grandpa trying to talk French. It's yeah. insane. This, and this guy, his head of French history at Yale, and he doesn't have French pronunciation at all. Not even a little bit. It's like extra, it's kind of extra Jewish pronunciation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and so he's speaking of this. So he basically did this whole lecture about the work of Emile Zola. And he talks about oh. he. So he goes. So first of all, Emile Zola is a is a uh, is a hero for sticking his neck out for Albert Dreyfus. Um, but uh, but actually, the reason he was defending him was because he's an anti-Semite. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so funny. I couldn't believe this fucking take. So, okay. So this is, get this, dude. So the, Emile Zola was, you know, like I said, a fucking, he was very much a liberal. And he also had other writings that involved, that actually kind of were about the, about. Yeah, like, he was an anti-capitalist. Yes, he was a communist. So because he's. Yeah, because he's a communist, that means he's an anti-Semite. Right. Because well, bankers are Jews. That's basically <laughs> the, that's the angle. Isn't well, it? dude, but here's the other thing is Marx actually wrote on the Jewish question to address yeah. this very thing. And his take, which, by the way, Emil Zola was 100% in lockstep with, was like w Marx's take was we need to end capitalism and end religion so the Jews are just like the rest of everyone else and as a unified right. okay. worker. But, but that's, an, that's anti-Semitic. Right. That's the whole point of this that's treatise. Basically, that that's... Uh, according to Morris, it, yes, that, and that is anti-Semitic because he's trying to destroy Jewishness. It's fine. It's fine to destroy every other religion that way. Right. It's good that they this got is, rid of Catholicism. You can boil it down to bad. this. You can boil it down to this. If you were to say, um, "Let's end all religions," they're basically just like, "Hey, cool it with the anti-Semitism." Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh. the, the, it's yeah, all but one. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they say this very, very explicitly in this fucking lecture, by the way. And so, yeah, they say that his universalist take on equality, his universalist view of liberty is anti-Semitic yeah. inherently because it, yeah. uh, it allows for a world in which there are no Jews. Yeah. Wow. The, the, the revelation. You can't win. You can't, I mean, you can't fucking win. win. Yes. No. You can't win. And like also, loads of these commentators can't understand. So there was that other officer, wasn't there, who took over the intelligence branch, who was a, who oh, was Picard, a, Picard, Picard, who was a, a virulent anti-Semite, but he defended Zola. So just taking the story on its, you know, it's how we're supposed to take it, not right. the uh, the mainstream norm you take, yeah. not our galaxy brain take that we that uh, legal man's drops on us. Which I honestly, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but taking it at face value. There's all this like uh, inter, you know, due to due debate about yes. about the, how how can an anti-Semite defend like the Picard, Jew? Like Picard, like Picard, yeah, but like Picard. It's because if he genuinely believed you could do that if you genuinely had universalist principles. But they can't. Think, they can't even consistent. imagine. Yeah, right. If you're just trying to be consistent, yeah, I, mean, I would say it's totally in line with the with the French military ideal of chivalry is that. You 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 take the you know you play the uh, play the ball not the man kind of thing. It's like okay, it's like Spooner. Yeah. Spooner was a big abolitionist, but he's against the Civil War. Yeah. yeah, he didn't he didn't support it because he just thought it was completely outrageous and uh, you know illegal, whatever you want to call it, because it was yeah. nonsense. But there you go. He wanted the slaves freed, but he thought the Civil War was crap. And, yeah. yeah, racist. Yeah, you, you, you just have to be consistent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be consistent, then it doesn't matter if the guy's a Jew or not. If you don't like but Jews, it doesn't mean you just throw it out the window and, no. and convict people and, but this and comes not defend back to, people if they're doing it right. It doesn't make sense. It goes so back to the Old Testament, though. Yeah, right. studying this discourse, 
having been immersed in the Old Testament quite a bit lately, it's like, oh yeah, they're still they've still got that Bronze Age Deuteronomy, it's, dude. It's yeah, Deuteronomy. It's all, it's all it's all team sports, and also this is the modern world. This is the way that this is is going spreading across everything. But this sort of principle, universal application of of, of principles that we, that that uh, the Picard part of this story exemplifies is being wiped out from everything. It's like so that that's like my analogy I came up with earlier about babies getting monkeypox. Uh, uh, all, all this stuff doesn't matter. You can't just you can't you're not allowed to play the ball. You've got to play it's the heads. Man. I win, tells you lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's but what i'm saying is everything is going back to this sort of bronze age discourse which has no principles at all and it's not we've been saying for ages oh yeah liberals and conservatives are just liberals and liberals have got no principles and it's like you know like for instance we've had 12 years or something of conservative government here and then it's not just what they've done which is not conserve anything they've just they've destroyed the last remnants of the of the liberal tradition in the British Isles, which they're supposed to be the the guardians of. But their supporters, their core supporters, have cheered them on as they told everybody they're not allowed to leave the house for two years. We, I mean, it, uh, because that's what their team's told. Is, that's what our guy is saying, so we support it. Like, that's just, everything's gone down. That, they've completely hijacked the they have completely hijacked the way people think in yeah. every sphere of life. Yeah, Tegelian just, dialectics, dude. Everything's just them <laughs> and us. I mean, ah, I gave up. I gave up ages ago anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, dude. It's like, so yeah, this fucking, this Vidal Sassoon, our uh, Morris Samuels guy, um, he's like, basically like, he goes... The, the, the moral of this at the end he boils it down to one thing and this is like the yeah. most telling thing is he goes yeah, yeah yeah we should always accept the hand of the philo semites but we should always remember that they still hate us yeah which is the most schizo fucking shit <laughs> i've ever heard in my fucking <sighs> life dude <sighs> no it's like listen so we old testament stuff talk about circumcising foreign kings then what do they do to them? <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, so they, they feed the, the volcano demon the fucking actual circum the the fucking the skin the the skin off the end of your penis. It goes. Yeah. What do you think? It's a sacrifice. What do they do? They do it on the Old Testament. You know, they're like you know the fucking the uh, what do they call that the um, the the thing where the, there's the the sacrament of the of the gift and then the one of the you know the waste or whatever you know yeah. I forget what it's called William what what are, do you remember from Deuteronomy what I'm talking about no I don't, that, the burnt, oh yeah the burnt offering sliding. the burnt offering and the, the fresh offering that's yeah, right the, yeah, yeah 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 and then the foreskin offering of course let's not forget about that but yeah <laughs> I, it's. There's very little, and again, I mean, I, I don't consider myself an anti-Semite <laughs> by any means, but like it's the way it's a, it's concentration of too much power in too few hands. So like the 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 way we've been reprogrammed to think like this, 
and the, the way like sort of these liberal principles have been expunged from the discourse right, completely. Right. There's no more Picard. By, by, yeah. Now just you just get Star Trek Picard, just like where the, the, the <laughs> where the fucking the media, where the bad yeah. guys are ice in the fucking TV show in a TV science fiction TV show. Ice are the villains. Yeah, <laughs> that's a the, real the, thing. <laughs> the, but they've yeah, they've got it's centralized control of our brains. It's already happening, baby. Yeah, that's how it because like it wasn't like that school. I mean. My education in the seventies and eighties, we, we we had these kind of universalist principles. Bro, I, much. I went to I graduated in fucking in the two thousands, and they still yeah. taught us that way. Yeah, but that's not now. No, I don't think it is. I think yeah, it's so funny too. It can't I, be. Like um, fucking, I'll I'll like talk to someone, uh, well, like a friend I went to school with or whatever, and I'll be like, man, fuck public schools. Fucking po- teachers are fucking worthless, and you know my usual fucking yeah. talking points on that. And they're like, oh man, that's not so nice. I mean, they don't get paid great or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like. You're thinking even back to when we went to school. When we went to school, it was fucking worthless. It didn't get better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was the no. most useless fucking shit. And you remember, I remember you saying you thought it was the most useless fucking shit ever. It's not like it suddenly they turned that ship around when we got out. No. <laughs> no. But, no, scary. you know, then they have a relative or fucking girlfriend that is a teacher and then they don't want to say that shit anymore because of their fucking, you know. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, the thing is, like, you, you know, maybe uh, people say, I think it's cope really, but people say, oh, well, you know, they're panicking. This is that, you know, there's a great awakening and all this stuff. Yeah, go stuff, woke, go broke. Like, yeah. And other right. myths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Even if they're right, then uh, and the whole thing collapses, then what? Then it's not going to collapse. No. Yeah. Well, the, not what, unless they want it to. Speaking of the, uh, the existing financial, our participation, our ability to participate in the financial system will go away. I think that will happen. Well, but this, yeah. it's still going to be. I there. was just going to say, Mark they Fisher. Want to happen will happen. Yeah. Mark Great. Fisher, uh, fucking in uh, capitalist realism, he said, "I think it's easier to uh, imagine the end of the world than the end of the capitalist system." Yeah. <laughs> It'll only end if they wanted to, and even then, it would probably only be an illusion. But. There, it's not going to collapse because of some awakening. It's no, it's we're not close to. If we were close to that, I'd be happy. But yeah. we're not. We're we're close to a screw job of major proportions, but not. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, look at history. Every, I mean, I, there's the odd exception, maybe the Iranian Revolution and maybe the American Revolution for a while, but normally. Revolutions replace something bad with something worse. Yeah. Well, it just the simple reality is everything moves in one direction, and that is fewer and fewer rights. Yeah. There's there's no situation yeah. where a government gets installed and the people get freer and freer and freer under the government, yeah. and the government shrinks and gets more and more limited. It never happens. It's always the exact opposite. So it doesn't really matter what you install. It's if you don't. I, mean, I guess you could say government, you're screwed. You could you could you could cite Iran and North Korea as two revolutions where this where the government stayed true to its revolutionary principles. 
at least theoretically. Yeah. We don't yeah. know for sure. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, that's true. You know. I, well, I don't know. In, in Iran, at least, I mean, I, we get so, a decent amount of footage out of Iran. Uh, they're uh-huh. it, and they they're pretty clever over there in Iran. I don't know if you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but you know they're fucking the original Aryans. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they, like unironically, they're like the number two world's producer of drone weapons. Really? Yeah. After America, they're number two. And guess why? Yeah. It's because so many fucking Israeli. Israeli drones that were made by America crashed yeah. over there that they were like, hey, <laughs> let me check this shit out. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wonderful, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, and look at them now, dude. They're fucking crushing it with the, the number two drone producer in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, look, look, there's like, what? look at what happened, what's happening in Pakistan with this Imran Khan getting framed up. Are they yeah. going on terrorism charges now? What? I mean, the irony. Yeah. The irony of it. And what what was it? Because he was like, yeah, no vaccine, please. He, just, he said something against the American government. Oh, That's right. Yeah. He, said, he, said that, uh, he said that Assad doesn't have to go. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, actually, we did look into it, Imran Khan, what his opinion on Assad was, as he refused to comment one way or the other about it. Yeah. Look <laughs> out against trans. That's he, it. He may have. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> yeah, he, he refused to stop buying Russian oil. Yeah, that's, that is, that's actually what it is. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Well, there's a sin. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, legal man, thank you. Oh, do you think we covered it? Is there anything else you want to get to? William. I, you know, for me, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't know. I'd seen some of those facts. I didn't see not even definitely not all of them, but there's were, also stuff we let we missed. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. To me, I looked at the thing and I was like, wow, this is just such a huge topic. But either the key points are there that, you know, the, the guy this was. Is, this is not a scholarly show. We're about having takes. And exactly. We, we absolutely right. smashed it out of the park on this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole idea is that. You know, no regardless of how much detail you go into, the only issue is what do people take away from it? I mean, you're yeah. never going to remember everything anyway. And uh, sure, I, 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 I'm interested that those extra details they definitely just confirmed my extremely skeptical yeah. sort of initial <laughs> impression that the whole thing was. No, I think you're right, and it's fake. it's it's great to have had you here because honestly. That never crossed my mind. It didn't cross my mind. I thought he had been a poor innocent victim I, who I, that I, they pulled a con really? job on. Yeah. Like oh, that okay, it was uh-huh. fake, but he wasn't along yeah. for the ride for it. I got you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, for me, I, I was when he survived Devil's Island. That was enough. Yeah, for that me. was weird. And then, and then when I saw the stupid hot on the Wikipedia page where he <laughs> yeah, was supposedly yeah. held and it double the loop chains, I was like. Hold it. What? He, he, he was healthy enough to continue to live until 75 and and he was in war. What? That's just no, that, none of that rang true to me. And so I was completely convinced after this show, for sure, that um, there was never an event and he was definitely in on it. Um, yeah. And, the, and the, it. the reason it happened was just so that there could be a Wikipedia page about it now. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So you can stir it up. <laughs> And grossly, I don't know if you ever see, uh, there was a great movie uh, and it had uh, Bill Murray plays the lawyer in Florida when uh, he's representing the Matt, Matt Dillon, who gets accused wrongly of rape. 
of this super high-end daughter at this super ritzy kind of school and bill murray is the super low-end lawyer anyway it's a i haven't really seen that great, it sounds good <laughs> oh man it's it's a great movie it had denise richards it came out in the late eight late 90s and it had kevin bacon playing the cop anyway i won't give everything away because it was interesting but there's a hilarious scene i always think about where they he's he's on trial for a murder well, for a rape and what happens is they they do too much and as and it blows up in their face and as bill murray is driving him away from the courthouse in his shitty little car he's going see i told you they went too far i knew they would and they have a <laughs> slam dunk case of slander against him and to me when i was reading the dreyfus affair stuff i'm like i was just thinking of bill murray see they'll go too far i know they will look they did and they yeah. went so so crazy <laughs> over the top with the story it's just it's so ridiculous yeah yeah so to mention the fact that people get railroaded in military courts every day yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that just goes without saying that's what i'm saying it's like okay i could understand if the guy was railroaded and it was really legit but when he survived devil's island and they showed that stupid little hut and he came back like lazarus uh making this miraculous reappearance right, right. i was like that, none of that's doubt. I'm pressing X to doubt. I'm out now. That's no yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, Dude, like, uh, this should have tipped me off. Well, this is kind of what my whole thing was. It, it, the media construction was the con job. I didn't even think that it went to your level. But um, so also, are you familiar with the um, I forget his last name, but Georges Milieu, like the first filmmaker, the guy who made like a journey to the moon where, you know, that that stop motion animation of like the bullet going to the moon and oh, it goes the name but i'm not yeah he's like the considered the first filmmaker essentially oh and the guy that did like the horses yes, and the, yes and, yeah, 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 yeah 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 huh? and he also so one of his other first movies is the fucking albert Dre alfred dreyfus story Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's <laughs> just over and over. It's yeah. just like every piece of information. <laughs> also interesting, great, this movie directly after that was called The Wandering Jew, and it tells a 13th century uh, Polish Jewish folktale. Yeah, the Wandering Jew is Cain, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That's greatness. Um, and yeah. then what is he? I had one other little quick factoid that was funny about <laughs> it as well. Fuck, I can't remember. It, if it comes That's back funny. to me and while we're wrapping up, yeah. it'll come to me. But if not... Well, uh, it was a fun show. Yeah. It was a good show. Thank uh, you. What, what would you like to promote to our listeners? Since it's a French uh, episode. You know, I, mean, I had to change my handle on my Twitter. I'm no longer U.S. Law oh, Review. Right. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review. Um, so Which is, a, by the way, that's a podcasting masterstroke because crime podcasts are huge. Right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, I had to change it. I, it's supposed to help. I'm on private right now, but people can still find me there. I mean, I think most of the people listening to the show probably already kind of yeah, know about me. My, yeah. yeah, my <laughs> podcast is The Quash, and it's pretty much everywhere. And the only other thing I'd say is that the movie, hopefully The Jones Plantation. Oh, so yeah, I went to ask you about this. Yeah, it's still set to come out here in September. I know Andrew's struggling with a couple of the scenes, but he's really close to being done. And so I think it'll be soon. And when it comes out, I hope people support it. It was written by Larkin Rose. I play Mr. Jones. There's a lot of funny stuff in there. I think it's going to be a really, really different kind of way to get a message across. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it coming out. And so hopefully when that comes out, people will support it and make that movie, make a bunch of money so we can make some more well, and reach if, more if, people. If it, if it comes up on Vimeo or something like that, I'll be uh, 
handing over my hard-earned there you pounds. Go. Yeah, I'll I had send somebody, you a few quid, mate. I had somebody inside <laughs> my Patreon suggest I should try to sell some uh, autographed copies of the DVDs. I'm like, oh, it's not a bad idea. I'd be willing to do that. Uh, sign some of those things for people if they had any interest in something like that. But yeah, yeah that's it. Kind of, you know, my, my podcast and that's how I know you guys and, uh, you know, my Twitter where I like to have fun and that movie. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, you got a Telegram channel as well now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I've got the Telegram channel. That was I have that up there. It's just the uh, Legal Man the Quash, and you can you can go also into the group if you want. It's just Legal Man the Quash group. That's the chat section. Yeah. But you know, people are in there. Probably a lot of people who've gotten banned actually go in there too. And you can obviously speak a lot more freely. I've been, I mean, yeah. literally, I last time I got bumped off of Twitter, the reason I changed it over to U.S. Crime Review was because all I said was off a cliff. And, I, and all I was in relation to was somebody who was talking about some like situation, economic, not in right, any way right. related to fiscal them. cliff, if and you will. I just set off a cliff and they suspended me. It's like, I don't I don't get it. So obviously the writing's on the wall. Marked, they man, wanted, yeah. yeah, they want to destroy some of that value. And I'm like, exactly. well, okay, they can destroy that value. That's fine. Because I enjoy being on there because I just enjoy the uh, the exchange and the things and all sorts of I just find Twitter funny. Of course, it's a complete joke, but it's entertaining to me. And uh, I like the people. There's a lot of people I've met through there just only on Twitter. I'm going to do some live events this fall, but I just like people like you guys where, you know, you get it. And I don't yeah. have to sound like a kook when I say, well, I don't even... <laughs> I think that the guy was probably in on it. You don't, you don't laugh at me and act like I'm a fucking idiot. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a good possibility. And and so that's the same thing for me on Twitter. That's why I like it. It's an entertaining platform. No, it's, it's great for us. It's kind of a free legal, uh, having a legal brain look at the Because, like, yeah, I would imagine your, your antenna are up first bullshit process abuses and stuff like that at all times so yeah at all it, times it helps yeah at all times i mean it's just almost always utter horseshit and so i i go into it always with a yeah. very skeptical eye very i mean really i i'm skeptical if anybody gets convicted of any crime anywhere i'm skeptical about it absolutely you have to be so, yeah. Well, are, so, yeah. are skeptical or or it's like, oh, of course they punish this because it has a political angle they can use to punish exactly. this person and and right. perpetuate yeah. a narrative, if you will. That's right. Yeah. So like right. confess your sins show. and you go on your way. OK, I got you. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, for us, uh, www.historyhomos.com for the RSS feed, also where you can find us wherever you find podcasts. We're also on BitChute and Odyssey, and most importantly, at www.rockfin, that's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash historyhomos. Uh, and you get this episode, you get all the other episodes with Legal Man on them for free. It's just like YouTube. You just pop on there and click play, and it starts playing. And then if you'd like to donate uh, monthly to us uh, and support the show, uh, you get access to a once a week uh, bonus episode uh, where it's, you know, it's a little more like less topic based. It's sort of topical, if you will. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. So uh, best way to support the show is basically that. Uh, or um, you can also check out our, our telegram channel, which is growing still somehow. It's fucking crazy. This show. God damn it, dude. I'm surprised we haven't been kicked off of everything. This you're right. This episode is going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's amazing about our Telegram chat, which is TW slash History Homos chat, yes. Yeah, is that it's now pretty big. And it, 125 it started, real people, real people. 
Yeah, it, it started off with like 13 guys and yeah. we all kind of got on like really, like really well. And it's it's now like 10 times that size and it's still the same. Yeah. It's the friendliest place on the internet. Yeah, Nobody whenever yet. there's a disagreement, we upset. all apologize and like we make sure that everyone's cool with each other and stuff. And, you know, yeah. it's yeah, not it's a cult, good. it's an organization. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something about this show that filters people filters people who are easily upset out yeah we that's have true. A great i love your brand yeah <laughs> I, I really like it history homos that's a yeah. great brand yeah um, so yeah come and join come and join the blue collar chads on uh, history homos chat yep and um also uh yeah follow william on instagram and twitter at uh history homos pod yeah. um and, and also watch my, watch my car show cheap guitar but i also said cheap T- t.me slash cheap car state of mind is a group all the episodes are posted on there uh we've got all the tapes back from the department of justice now so uh <laughs> that's that's going forward <laughs> and last but not least uh the t-shirts it's got the logo on the front it's got uncle ted on the back um <laughs> and uh they're twenty dollars for shirt ten dollars for shipping anywhere in the continental u.s they're available outside of the continental u.s it's going to be more than ten dollars shipping email you with your size and address to historyhomos at gmail.com and i take care of everything so if anything gets fucked up in the shipping i'll make it right you know i'm not that kind of you know what um <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, die with dignity is the best thing I can say to you, ladies and gentlemen. And William, what would you like to say to the people? Vive la revolution. <laughs> Later, homies. I see my light come shine.